mama of three and a nurse by trade. I love women's health and empowering mamas to be their best selves. Kick ass moms. Join me every Tuesday on my podcast, Otterly Mama, as I share stories, tips, and tricks that I've learned along the way and bring in experts to get us through the lows and celebrate our highs. Let me support you through this mama roller coaster ride. Subscribe now so you don't miss an episode. So on today's episode, I have Rachel. She is a strong mama that has delivered two babies in a birth center, and it sounds like they were both vaginal, uh, no medications whatsoever. So I'm really excited to hear both of her stories. Welcome to Utterly Mama, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Would you mind telling me a little bit about yourself? Sure. So my name is Rachel. I have been raised in Texas. I was born in New York. Uh, I went to college, got my, both my bachelor's and master's in social work, thinking that's what I was going to go into. And then I decided, you know what, I want to have babies one day and I want to be home with them as much as I can be. So I became a teacher so, oh, okay. so that I could be home with them as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And then I got married and had kids and here I am still teaching and you know, spending as much time with them. Yeah. You said you went to school in New York? No, here. I, I've lived in Texas since I was about five years old. Okay. Why did I think, why did I hear New York? That's because what, I was okay. born in New York and raised here. Born. Okay. Got it. So I will just keep my mouth shut and we'll move <laughs> along. <laughs> yeah. All right. And I always like to ask all of my guests this, what's your favorite part of being a mother? Oh, there's so many things. Uh, I will probably cry for this podcast at some, at some point, but I just, that's quite all right. (laughs) I I love being a mom, like everything, obviously minus the meltdowns, but I just love seeing life through their eyes and everything that they do is like, it's so much fun, you know? Yeah. It's a different experience. So Especially like you said that you, uh, you're a teacher, so you get to spend a lot of time with them, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. You have that ability and that flexibility to spend a lot of time with them. Right. But I'm sure like just being a teacher as well, like seeing them grow and develop and I don't know what age you teach, but I know a lot of teachers are passionate about like seeing them learn and the things that mm-hmm. they do. And like you said, just seeing it through their eyes. That's, I mean, that's beautiful in itself. So. Right. All right. So. Uh, let's get started on your birth stories. Is there one that you'd like to start with? You want to start with your firstborn, your secondborn? Yeah, let's just keep it. Let's keep it simple. We'll start with my okay. firstborn. Obviously, being first-time parents, you know, uh, we didn't know any. Both me and my no. husband have, you know, family that we've taken care of. I've babysat growing up, but now this is our own, you know, person that we have to be, you know, careful with. Right. Like the minute I found out I was pregnant, I was like, okay, where am I going to deliver? Yeah. You know, what am I going to do here? Sure. Because there's options. And the more I started looking into a birth center, I was like, well, it's much cheaper. Why do more people not deliver at a birth center? Right. You know, which isn't always the case. Like in Chicago, because I was working at a hospital, it was actually cheaper to deliver at the hospital that I worked at. Hmm. Like delivering at a birth center was not cheaper. Wow. Going the hospital route. So I think that might be why a lot of people do do hospitals because like a lot of people have to pay out of pocket for a birth center, but that's a side note. Continue. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, it was like 4,000. And from my understanding, delivering at a hospital, just vaginally, it was like sure. 
10,000, not to mention yeah. if it's a C-section or anything else, sure. any other complications. So it just, mm-hmm. that financially, it just made the most sense to me. And then I was right. like, oh, yes, birth center, because if I have the option for drugs, I most likely will take it, even though I'm really against exactly poisons in my body. Right. I just wanted to remove all of the options that I didn't want. Okay. Yeah. So at, at the birth center, they recommended that we take first-time parents class. And the instructor, she taught us about the Bradley method. Yeah, I'm very familiar with that. We took that class too our first time around. (laughs) Yeah, and it was really good because it discussed all of your options, hospital birth, home birth, everything Mm -hmm. from care while you're pregnant on to, you know, the fourth trimester. And, you know, all of the different labor techniques and everything. So I felt like it was very informational. Sure. And my husband, surprisingly, was like a pro at labor and delivery because, I mean, like he was going on and telling, you know, other women and husbands all about labor and delivery. (laughs) So I was like, well, look at you, you know, you did all from the Bradley method. Yeah. And I said, look at you. You complained every single week when we went to this class and now, you know, all about labor and delivery, you know, way more than a lot of women know. It's funny you say that because my husband was the same way. He like dreaded it because it's pretty time intensive. I don't know how your class was set up, but it's like 10 weeks, like Mm -hmm. two and a half hours, once a week. And for me, it was like, my husband is clueless. Yes, I'm a nurse. And sure, like I remember what I remember from nursing school, but I wasn't a labor and delivery nurse. I wasn't a postpartum nurse. And so it is very in-depth and like you cover a lot. And he was very hesitant and hated it during it. But then after, like, it was a wealth of information that he got. And he was actually very prepared in the environment to, Mm -hmm. to help me. So I thought that was cool. Yes. Yeah, it was. And his mom and aunt... Definitely did not want him in the room at first. Oh, really? Because it's just a cultural thing, you know? Sure. Mm -hmm. What is his culture? He is from Trinidad. Okay. Um, He's only been here five years since we've gotten married. I brought him over here on a K-1 visa. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was just a cultural thing. And he explained to them, you know, this is what we've chosen. This is what we're going to do. And yeah. You know, at first he was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. But now he is definitely happy that he was there to experience everything. Yeah, that's a huge hurdle, the cultural differences right. just on a regular day, let alone like the birthing experience. Mm-hmm. So with your firstborn, so you decided to go to the birth center route. Right. Tell us about that day, like leading up to it. What was what was happening? Okay, so it was my due date that I went into labor that night. Which is very rare. Yeah. (laughs) I was 40 weeks in a day when I delivered. And so it was that night I started having contractions and I would just went into the the nursery to go and sleep Mm -hmm. and try to get comfortable because I didn't want to wake up my husband because I remembered, you know, that he's going to be there. He's going to be tired too. And he needs to Mm -hmm. be able to try to help me as best as he can be, even though I'm, sure. I know that I'm the one that's doing all of the work, but he, right. he needs to not be hungry. He needs to not be tired, you know? So sure. I let him sleep and I just kind of labored in the room by myself. I tried to get comfortable, couldn't go back to sleep. Yeah. I took a bath, any way I could get comfortable. Yeah. And uh, then in the morning, I was like, maybe I don't know, five or six in the morning, I came and I told him, hey, uh, I think I'm in labor. Yeah. <laughs> he jumped out of bed. 
Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, but hold on. Let me call the midwife and see what yeah. she wants me to do. Mm-hmm. So she was like, hey, you know what? Yeah, it sounds like you are probably in labor. Go ahead and meet me at the birth center at 8 in the morning. Yeah. Eat you some breakfast. I'll see you soon. I said, yeah. all right. So <laughs> I labored at home for a little bit. We ate. My mom made us a good pancakes, eggs, everything. Awesome. A nice meal. Right. Which is also <laughs> another good thing about delivering at a birth center. You know, in the hospitals, yeah. my understanding is that they don't want you to eat before. Correct. You go in there. So like if you do have a C-section, they don't want food in your belly because you're more apt to choke on it. If mm-hmm. you're like put under. So, yeah. Yeah. And I got to bring snacks and everything, too. But I mean, I didn't even eat the snacks. <laughs> Who, you know, like I was so uncomfortable. Right. Um, Who's going to focus on eating while you're in labor? (laughs) It's usually for after labor. Like everyone thinks like this plan, like, oh, I'm going to be able to eat and drink and do all the things that I can't do in a hospital. But, oh, wait, no, I'm delivering a baby. My mind is like tunnel vision. Right. (laughs) So you get to the the birth center. Yes. And she checks me. And that was quite uncomfortable. Like that was something I definitely wasn't expecting to be checked very often. And that discomfort, like. That yeah. was a lot of discomfort. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but um, she told me I was at a five, six, and that I was definitely in active labor. Cool. And told me to go outside, take a walk. And whenever I was yeah. having a contraction, to sit in a squat to bring the baby down. And yeah. she said, come back in every 30 minutes and I'll check you again. I was like, all right. Cool. So let that gravity do its job. Exactly. <laughs> Bring that baby lower and lower. It cool. did. Yeah. So that was sad. And cool. So, and so you're walking around, then you'd go in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, so after your walk, and she checked me again. She said I was at a seven. I could sit in the birthing tub. And cool. That was nice. That was a nice little break for a little bit. Yeah. And then eventually my water broke and I was like, what is this? There's blood everywhere. Oh, wow. <laughs> you ha- your water hadn't broke till then? Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess. And it's also important to say that I was a uh, group B stretch. Yeah. So you were GBS positive, group beta strep positive. So you had right. antibiotics. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Yes. Yeah. In my hand. So yeah, that I guess that was another important piece was to mention that. But um, yeah, so the bathtub was quite comfortable and yeah, a nice little relief for a little bit. And yeah. There's something about that heat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> heat during labor. It really, really helps, especially water with heat. Mm-hmm. It's like... I know for me personally, like that's a huge relief when I had my, my last just a few weeks ago. Water births are amazing. Yeah. And I wanted to deliver in the tub, Mm -hmm. but my water wasn't all the way busted. Got it. So she had to like manually Mm -hmm. try to bust it. Oh, shoot. Oh my gosh. That was quite painful as well. Very painful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so when she got me out of the tub and, uh, you know, I labored by the the uh, bed for a little while. Yeah. And um, up on all fours and mm-hmm. eventually, you know, my daughter came out, but not without experiencing the ring of fire. 
the lovely ring of fire (laughs) like you know I talked they talked about it I knew about it but I was like I'm burning I'm burning and she was like it's okay she's almost here well we didn't know what we were having our first so sure oh Um, cool yeah and then you felt the ring of fire you pushed Mm -hmm. (laughs) through that ring of fire (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I kept saying, you know, uh, I can't do this. I can't do this. And my mom was yeah. there. My mom was there, my husband and my best friend. And oh, cool. uh, my mom was like, yes, you can. You're you're about to have this job. Like, it's right yeah. here. Whenever you say that you cannot do this, that means yeah. that the baby is almost here. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, out she came and she flipped. And Did, Wait, you said she f- she flipped. she flipped out. Yeah, she flipped out because okay. I was up on my, I was up on all fours when I delivered. So she fell out and flipped, and um, I picked her up. I was like, and, "Wait a minute, she was breech." What? <laughs> no. Oh God! No. <laughs> you were trying to deliver a breech baby. Oh my goodness! <laughs> no, no, no. She she rolled out, and uh, yeah, and then that's when my best friend announced that it was a girl. So oh, so cool. Yeah. What were your first thoughts after? She was born. What was your mindset? Do you remember? I was like, this is it. Like, you know, like, I just, I don't know. I knew that I was pregnant. I knew I was having a baby. But I think the whole time, because I know miscarriage can happen or stillbirths can happen, I just never believed that I was going to have a baby until it came out alive and well. You know? Mm -hmm. So I just, I don't know. Like, there wasn't like an instant instant love but as soon as I held my baby you know then I was like okay this is real like I really have a baby (laughs) (laughs) exactly right especially your first time too you're like wait a minute this is really happening I have a child that I now have to look after Mm -hmm. (laughs) she's not just inside of me now I need to like take care of her every need (laughs) right right and then so did you get to do skin to skin right away or what no, not right away. So I started um, hemorrhaging a little bit, but yeah. they were able to control it. They gave me a shot of Pitocin. Okay. So that stopped the bleeding. And so while I, they were taking care of me, my husband was holding the baby and my mom yeah. was holding the baby and my dad. And mm-hmm. So, but it was almost an hour before I got to hold the baby. And the, yeah. the nurse was like, okay, we need to hurry up and let her feed the baby because it's been almost yeah. an hour. You know, she needs to feed the baby and get that skin to skin right now. Sure. Mm-hmm. So that I finally got to hold her. Yeah. So it seems like it was kind of an emergent hemorrhage, mm-hmm. but it sounds like they took care of it really quickly, which is awesome. And right. Pitocin does wonders too, because in essence, it's like it makes your uterus contract and get smaller mm-hmm. and prevent you from bleeding. So yeah. that's really cool that they were able to control it and take care of you and, and basically save your life, which is awesome. Right. right. Were you were you pretty scared when that was happening? No. I mean, they didn't freak out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I guess that kind of made me not freak out. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. like this was just a normal thing and they just took care of it you know mm-hmm. so yeah yeah and that's great it sounds like you had a wonderful staff that really kept you comfortable kept you safe your baby safe handed the baby off to your um family and right. your husband and yeah that's that's a great outcome mm-hmm. wonderful yeah it was because that can really go so many ways so I'm thankful to hear that like 
everyone was safe and healthy. <laughs> right. And you were just kind of in your euphoric state of delivering a baby and, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then I guess another important thing that nobody told me is that whenever they're pressing down on your stomach to make, yeah. you know, I guess your uterus contract and yeah. get back smaller, like that was a lot of pressure as well. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that hurt. And so then when you finally got to hold your little one, how'd you feel? Uh, yeah. So then I got to hold her and uh, breastfeed her and that was wonderful. There was yeah. no no pain there. Um mm-hmm. There was a lot of pain afterwards, I guess. Yeah. The adrenaline rush um, right. made, made me not, you know, have any pain for that first breastfeeding session. So. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It probably was just your like endorphins kicking in like air and even the, the natural like oxytocin that releases in your body. It's like that love hormone that, that again, mm-hmm. work makes your uterus contract and get smaller. Mm-hmm it just releases in you and you're not feeling much, you know, (laughs) other than this connection and this bond. And I don't know, I'm just babbling because I like, I'm just picturing my own infant right now and like, Oh yeah, Yeah. that bonding. So beautiful. (laughs) So like not much else matters in that situation, you know, you're making eye contact with that little one. So what pain, right. I just delivered a baby. What do you mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is there anything else that stands out with your first delivery? Yeah, I tour with my daughter. And so that was another thing that they had to clean up after yeah. delivered was the hemorrhaging. And they asked, you know, if I wanted any medication to, sure. you know, oh, for the, like the stitches. Right. And I was like, well, do I need it? Yeah. And she was like, well, let's try it without it. And then if you feel anything, then yeah. there's the gas. I said, all right. And I never felt anything. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh, wow. That adrenaline was pumping. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's definitely why you didn't feel any of the uh, breastfeeding pain. <laughs> your adrenaline, your oxytocin, all of that working to just kind of yep. keep you happy yep. <laughs> and pain-free. Mm-hmm. So do you have a favorite part of that whole delivery? Uh, I would say... Just, you know, I guess it's important to have a good birth team. Yeah. And um, people that are supportive because there were people that were not, and that's why they weren't there. Right. So, um, you know, protect your peace. Yeah. And have people that support your decision around. And can you talk a little bit more about, like, who wasn't supportive? Was it people close to you? Was it? Uh Yes, it was. It was people close to me. Oh, like... Not too many. Um, you know, they just thought I was crazy for delivering in a birth center because there's so many things that could go wrong. And, um, sure. you know, what are they going to do if something does? And mm-hmm. when you don't know what you don't know, then. Right. It doesn't sound like they were educated in, in the fact that there are hospitals close by and they transfer to hospitals if there is something that goes wrong. Yes. And they, they are professionals too. <laughs> yes. Yes. They are, they are highly trained midwives who Ex- go through schooling. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, anything we're missing about your first birth that you want to touch on? Um, no, I don't think so. Leading up to your second birth, what was going on? Where were you? What were you doing? Talk us um, through your second birth. Yeah, so the second one, same process. I was laboring at night, 
mm-hmm. even still, you know, I mean, it's a different pregnancy. They're, they're so different. Yeah. And I really didn't understand that. Yeah. You know, I was like, it's the same me. Like I was right. good with her. Everything is going to okay. be the exact same. <laughs> right. But it wasn't. So, yeah. and I think with, you know, me hemorrhaging with my daughter, I really wanted to have a home birth, but yeah. I didn't want to have a home birth because I did hemorrhage. Right. Uh, so at least the second time around. So that's why I have yeah. to go back into a birth center again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a different situation with him. So, um, <laughs> and I didn't hemorrhage with him like I did with her. So it was so, yeah. yeah it was, and even though like, cause being postpartum, like it sounds like you might've had a little bit more bleeding than expected, but it mm-hmm. didn't sound like a, an, an amount that mm-hmm. they wouldn't prevent you from having a home birth or a birth center birth because sometimes they're like, no, no. And with each additional birth that you have, you're a high risk to hemorrhage anyways. So mm. like, even if you didn't hemorrhage the first time, like you would still be at a higher risk yeah, because it's your second baby or third baby or fourth baby, whatever number it is, the more babies you have, the higher risk you are. So, okay. Side note. Yeah. So weird how yeah. things happen. Like the uterus is a muscle, so it's like elastic and it doesn't like squish back down or contract as easily the after. Mm-hmm. Like the first one is the easiest and then each one it kind of like is a little bit more stretched out. So it's right. a little harder for it to contract and get smaller. But I don't know. I love this stuff, so I'm a big nerd. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need women like you that are supportive for women in labor. So Yeah. Yeah. All right, sorry I interrupted you. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so labored at night with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the morning, called my midwife again, and she was like, okay, go ahead, come in. Same thing again. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and eat your breakfast, and then um, I'll see you at 8. Cool. So I was feeling the same pain. So I was like, yeah. oh, yes, I'm at a five or six again, right? So she checked me and she was like, oh, you're a tight three, maybe four. And I was like, no way. Like, this is the same pain. Like, are you sure? She was like, oh, it'll just be hard and fast. And I'm like, all right, good. She's like, we'll be, you'll be out of here by 12 o'clock. I was like, great. (laughs) Let's do that. Yeah. Whatever you want me to do, let's do it because I'm ready and I want to get him out of here. And we did it. And 12 o'clock came. And he still was not here. <laughs> I was looking. Had you progressed at all? <laughs> I was, but it was slowly. Uh, apparently, okay. So I tried all the same techniques with my daughter, that, sure. but nothing was working. I could, you know, when yeah. I was going into the squats with him, mm-hmm. I couldn't get my feet flat on the floor because it hurt really, really bad. Yeah. My husband was like, if you want this baby to come out, you need to put your feet on the floor. You have to get uncomfortable. I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, this is hurting. Like, it hurt before, but this is really bad. Yeah. So, like, you couldn't walk or, like? I could walk. I just couldn't squat fully. Got it. But, like, he just wasn't coming down. Yeah. You know, I guess I was progressing, but he just wasn't coming down. Yeah. That gravity just wasn't working for you this time around. <laughs> it wasn't. so much harder. Yeah. And then with him, I ended up, you know, I went into birth tub again for a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, and then I ended up laboring with him on my back. Yeah. We tried like a tug of war kind of thing. And that's <laughs> finally, you know, 
what what was getting him out or bringing him down more. Me and one of the the nurses was yeah. doing the tug of war. And what do you mean by that? The tug of war? You know that little like crazy eight like dog um, toy that you can play with your dog with. Uh huh. Yeah. So she held one end and I held the other end, and mm-hmm. we just pulled. You know. Oh, cool. Resisted mm-hmm. each other. Sure. And um, and was, that really helped bring him down. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I've heard that before, but like, I was like, tell me more about this. I don't know what this is. Yeah. So he was coming out, but Uh not fully. Got it. Like he'd come out and then go back in, come out, go back in. And so. Stinker. Yeah. (laughs) So the midwife was like, look, he's coming in, you know, going in and out and Mm -hmm. uh, he's losing oxygen. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, I'm so thankful that I'm here because if I was in a hospital, I knew that I would get a Mm C-section. As soon as you hear that word, you know, you're being rushed in. Sure. So she was like, look, if you don't push, if you don't get him out, I'm going to have to do an episiotomy. And I was like, I don't care what you do. Get him out of me now. Right. Whatever (laughs) you have to do, I've had enough. Mm -hmm. Get his oxygen levels back up. We need him. out <laughs> yeah so she did the episiotomy and came right out with yeah. an 11 inch head so oh my goodness yikes yeah i'll <laughs> never forget it so um she's, 11 inches i didn't know this but we 10 centimeters is like 3.3 inches oh wow yeah yeah uh-huh. so and he had an 11 inch head no way he's coming out on his own yeah that seems like a lot 11 inches Woo. yeah he still has a big head oh ouch episiotomy though how did how is that how did that go it went it went fine so the midwife said you know i typically don't have to do episiotomies yeah but i have to do one or two a year so thanks for keeping me in practice Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. He he came out, and I got to hold him right away. And I didn't hemorrhage or anything with him. Good. So but he, he was lazy. He didn't want to latch right away. Yeah. <laughs> but now he's, I mean, we're two years in, and he's still going for it, so. Oh, yay. That's awesome. Yeah. I know. I love how, because people describe, like, how their births are so different. Mm-hmm. And then it's like... Not only are your births different, your pregnancies are different, and then your breastfeeding journeys are so different as well. Right. Like, you have these personalities of these kids that, like, I don't know if you've recognized it, but, like, like I had a real lazy eater, and she's still a lazy eater now. Really? And she's just, like, a little a little snacker. And I'm mm-hmm. like, come on, let's eat a big big meal and just fill up or eat right. your whole, whole meal that I set in front of you. And I, I know I don't overfeed you. Like, I don't put too much on your plate, but right, right. <laughs> she's just a snacker. Yeah. Do you find that's, that's similar, like, with your kids as far as, like, their feeding journeys, too? Yeah, my daughter, she, she I mean, she was a little bit of a snacker in the beginning. Yeah. But I mean, she she would go and go and go for a long, long time. And now yeah. we just kind of have to bribe her with food. <laughs> we just like, okay, you watch the show, and I'm gonna come give you a spoonful of food. You know, right, right, yeah. Take a bite yeah. while you're watching TV, so she doesn't even yeah. realize she's eating. <laughs> yeah, 
There you go. Yeah, I mean, you do what works for your kids. Exactly. <laughs> I digress a bit. Again, you're talking about him. He comes out. He latched right away. Mm-hmm. Or no, you had trouble latching. Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, he just, he was lazy. Like he didn't want to. Lazy. Yeah. Got it. That's how we got off. But there. eventually he did. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a little, little tired from all that work to get out into the world. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> a little sleepy. Yeah, he was 8.2. <laughs> Nice. With an 11 inch head. Yes. Wow. Do you have a favorite part about that delivery? Yes. Delivery. Like holding him. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. That one was hard. Mm-hmm. I actually labored with him an hour longer than I did with okay. my daughter. Okay. So it wasn't a hard and fast delivery. It was slow and painful. Yeah. So, so, you, so how long were was your daughter's delivery? So she was 17 hours. He was 18 hours. 18 hours. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Still a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are long, long deliveries. Mm-hmm. Amazing. But I would say my favorite, favorite thing of labor and delivery is that first time that you get to hold the baby on your chest. Like, if it wasn't, you know, for finances, I feel like I could be pregnant every year. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. just for that one moment when you get to hold them right there on your chest yeah. and they're so tiny. So, mm-hmm. yeah, finances can definitely get in the way of that. Mm-hmm. So I have a six week old right now and, and I'm like, I could do another baby, but I'm like, no, no, we're done. we're done with three and I my husband got a vasectomy and I knew that I was gonna be like this when I saw the baby when I saw her and held her I was like I just love babies so I I totally get it yeah (laughs) yeah yeah my husband got a vasectomy when my son was five weeks old you guys are like we're done too yeah (laughs) two was our number whether it was two girls or two boys yeah well you got a boy and a girl Mm -hmm. one of each that works yep (laughs) thankfully Yeah. Is there anything that you'd wish you had known sooner about the birthing process or delivery process, even being pregnant? Is there anything you'd wish you'd known sooner? I, you know, thankfully due to the Bradley method, we knew quite a bit, Mm -hmm. but I would just say like, follow your baby's lead, you know, even when you're in the process of delivery, like don't rush something, Sure, you know, if you can help it, don't rush it. Just go with yeah. the flow. Right. Don't force it to happen and yeah, remain calm. I feel like that's a big one because your your body and your baby, you know, they feed off your fear and anxiety and that can hinder the process. So, yeah, totally. Oh my gosh. Even like, so like while you're in like delivering or even after the baby delivers, like they hear your heartbeat and mm-hmm. they can feel it when you're anxious. Like they're more anxious too. Right. I think that's like so cool. Like I remember reading that somewhere and I'm, I honestly don't know how accurate that is, but I believe it 100%. Like when I'm calm, mm-hmm. like she's calm. Mm-hmm. Or when like I'm upset, like I just, I have to hand her to someone else. Cause I'm like, I, I like, she's just feeling like I say, she's feeling my energy, but it's, it's probably my heartbeat. Just right. like, going off the wall because you know mm-hmm. you have a newborn and sometimes when they cry all the time you're like okay I just need to take a break I need to walk away exactly so I get that 100% yeah just what great advice like staying calm and just kind of going with the process mm-hmm. 
you can't plan for everything that's going to happen. <laughs> like you can't plan that you had a hemorrhage. You can't plan for having an episiotomy. It's just things that, you know, or you obviously hope for the best and it sounds like everything worked out, but you can't plan for those things. Right. Right. You can't plan for a 17 or 18 hour labor and you're talking about it like it, it was nothing. <laughs> now it's nothing, but then it was not. Right, right, right. <laughs> Going back to your support system, do you think the people that were against you having a delivery in a birth center, were they still feeling the same way with their second one as well? I don't think so. No? Mm-mm. Were they more open to it? They were more open to it. They were just, you know, still don't agree with it because they're very yeah. medically minded. Sure. And this is where you, you know, you deliver a baby, you deliver a baby to the hospital, but that's quite new, you know, like. Right, right. Women deliver babies any and everywhere. So. Right. I just do a lot. I don't say, I wouldn't say a lot of research, but. Yeah. I know some things, you know, Mm -hmm. and I know that there's some things that are not taught in medical school or in, you know, to nurses, as far mm-hmm. as nutrition and vaccines and right, right. Um, circumcision and delayed cord clamping and all of that, oh, yeah. you know? So <laughs> I was just like, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And you don't have to like it. <laughs> right. And so actually when I went into labor with my son, I didn't, I didn't even tell anybody that I was going yeah. into labor. Only my mom knew because she was keeping my daughter, my mom sure. and my dad. And then my best friend because she was supposed to be there. Sure. She's now a labor and delivery nurse. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yay. Awesome. Yeah. Anything else that you want to add for like new moms or anyone that are preparing for the labor and delivery process? Like any advice that you'd like to give them? Yeah. I would just say um, mother your way and however, you know, whatever decision it is that you want to make, um, don't give up until you find the answer that sits right with you. You know, if somebody tells you this is the way you have to do it, but it doesn't sit right with you, don't do sure. it and find the answer that you want that sits right with you because yeah. this is your baby. God gave you this baby. Yeah. He equipped you for this baby. It doesn't matter what your mom, your mother-in-law, your aunt, whatever says, you know, seek advice when needed, but right. do what works for you. Yeah. No, I agree with that one hundred percent. Like, so many women are just like, well, my mom did it this way. I'm going to do it this way. No, you don't have to. Like, and that it's so hard to break away from that. And like you're saying, like, if you don't have that support to go in a different direction, it makes it way more difficult as mm-hmm. well. So mm-hmm. I think that's, that's really beautiful. Like what you're saying is like, mm-hmm. you pave your own path. You do what you think is right for you, your baby and your body, you know? Right. And I will say, you know, too, I, I mean, I guess it did start with my mom because she uh, delivered both me and my little brother um, mm-hmm. at home, you know, mm-hmm. so I I, yeah. I know that women do it. So I was right. like, well, if yeah. she can do it and women have been doing it since before her time, who's right. to say I can't do it? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So 100%. Yeah. And it's not like you even did a, a home birth. You You went to a birthing center, which is like has even more support than Mm -hmm. a home birth. Right. Well, thank you so much for telling me your birth stories. I I mean, I love hearing them. I am just like, like I said already, I I love it. I love listening. I love talking about anything that has to do with women's health. Right. It's fantastic. So 
Thank you. Yes. And thanks for, for reaching out. Uh, Rachel, she found me on Instagram, one of my posts about talking about birth stories and she reached out to me. So I'm so glad that you did yes. and to be able to listen to your story. And yes, I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you do for yourself now that, you know, we're home all the time, you're around your family constantly. Do you do anything in particular for self-care? I sometimes go on a run and today is the first time that we have our babysitter come over for us to just do nothing. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. she came and I had nothing planned. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) And my husband is just loving this, you know, so he he got to do some things that he wanted to do and I got to do, go for a run and do my hair and yeah, you know, come talk to you earlier. So it's it's well, really nice. I'm sorry I'm taking away some no, of you time, but it no, sounds like fine. this is I love, love, love to talk about birth and you know, pregnancy and breastfeeding. I'm not yeah. an expert, but just in my experience, I I really enjoy it. Well, I think you're an expert because you've been through it mm-hmm. and you've been through it twice. So yes. yeah. That's what I think like the real experts are, is that because like you don't know going into it what to expect and mm-hmm. Like new moms hearing these stories, like they just get an, a little glimpse, a little idea because their own experience is going to be so different, but right, they get to kind of see what it might be like because mm-hmm. I doubt it'll be the same, but you just never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you for letting me talk to you during your, your own free time <laughs> <laughs> that you probably rarely get now. I appreciate that. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, Rachel, where can people find you if they'd like to connect with you? Sure. Um, so my Instagram handle is it's Rachel Deborah, and I will spell it out for you. It is I T S R A C H E L D E B O R A H. Sweet, and that, like I said, is how Rachel found me was through Instagram. So so cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. I know I keep saying it, but. I'm really excited to share your story with with my listeners. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. Like what you heard? Yes, I did. Just stoop that low. But regardless of how cute she is, if you like what you heard, connect with me on my social feeds or subscribe. Thank you. Oh, and don't forget to tag me so I can personally thank you. See you next episode.